Blog Talk Radio. Hey, this is Anthony C. Ferrante, director of Sharknado. Hi, this is the voice of BattleBots, Mark Biro. This is Seth Shostak, senior astronomer at the SETI Institute. Hello, my name is Matt Simon. I am a science writer at Wired Magazine and author of the new book, The Wasp That Brainwashed the Caterpillar. This is Frank Joseph. I'm the author of an essay in the latest book, Lost Secrets of the Gods. Hi, this is Linda Godfrey, author of American Monsters. Hello, my name is Robert Salas. I'm the author of Unidentified, the UFO Phenomenon. Hi, this is Nick Redfern, the author of Close Encounters of the Fatal Kind. Hi, my name is Bob Luca. And my name is Betty Andreessen Luca. Hi, this is Jesse Proofus, the producer of JFK, The Smoking Gun. Hello, this is Marty Langford. I'm the director of Doom, the untold story of Roger Corman's The Hi, this is Kevin Randall, author of Alien Mysteries, Conspiracies, and Cover-Up. Hi, this is Tracy Roberts, founder of I'm Jeremiah Bomek, the producer of The Reel of Horror. Hi, my name is Bill Hall, author of The World's Most Haunted House. Hi, this is Micah Hanks, and I'm the author of the book The Ghost Rockets. And you're listening to Emmy on the Graveyard Shift talk show, blogtalkradio.com. Within the molten core of a dying star. From the snow-capped mountaintops of Middle Earth. Orbiting above the Earth in a stolen alien spacecraft. The Graveyard Shift Online Radio Talk Show. Now, strap on your seatbelt, get ready to kneel, true believers, because here's your host, Emmy. Tonight is going to be even more smorgasbordy. Um, when we broadcasted a few episodes back, now uh, when I uh, about the Mandela effect, we actually got a re- 
ridiculous amount of fan mail via our emails, pretty much begging us to do another episode about this. In fact, some of you guys out there wanted me to do a show solely dedicated to just Mandela Effect. Now, obviously, I can't just I can't do a talk show where all I talk about is the Mandela Effect. I mean, time-wise, yes, I could, but eh, there's other stuff to talk about. I mean, the paranormal is just a, an absolutely humongous subject. So what I decided to do is basically every so often I will bring this up. Now, I know many of you out there are of the mind, like myself, that this is a very real thing, okay? The Mandela effect really is happening, and I want to hear it from you guys. I want you guys to actually call in or bid, if you're on bid chat, and interact with me and talk to me about your Mandela effect um, experiences or thoughts or whatever. Now, before I go any further, for those of you saying, Emmy, what are you talking about? What's a Mandela effect? First of all, where have you been? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) No, really. Look, the Mandela effect is actually something that happens when someone has a clear memory of something or someone or insert word that actually either didn't happen, happened a different way or was named something different or sounded differently or looked different. You know, there was a change in the memory somehow in this reality. I'm saying that for a reason. Now, yes, I know. Those of you that already know, that's just saying, yeah, I I know that. I'm saying this for the people that don't know again. Now, what I mean by this is, for, for example, okay, one of the more popular Mandela Effect examples is the child, the children's book series Baron Stain Bears. Now, many of us remember Baron Stain Bears as Baron B E R E N S T what? Now, some of you are going to say A I N, and some of the rest of you are going to say E I N. Well, therein is the trick, isn't it? Because I've always remembered it as A I N, but I actually have seen pictures, and I remember that at some point in time, it was actually spelled the other way around, and this is freaking people out because they're saying, wait a minute, this can't be true. There's no way. I remember it such and such a way. Now, this was actually um, researched, okay? And by the way, the person who is being credited as starting this whole Mandela Effect phenomenon is a woman by the name of Fiona Broom. Now, I've been trying to get a hold of her to put her on the show, but obviously this woman is extremely busy, very popular. She's probably on, I mean, it seems like she's on talk shows a lot. So unfortunately, I haven't been able to get her on. So if somebody knows her, Fiona, if you're listening, I would love to have you on the show. I mean, you can look through my episodes and see how many famous people I've had on here. Would love to have you on and discuss this with you. Anyway, so Fiona um, kind of thought about this uh, or, well, I shouldn't say thought about it, but it just kind of came up with this possibility of the, um, well, it looks like my green screen is kind of messing up on me here, uh, some years ago, okay, during a Dragon Con with uh, someone called Shadow. I definitely don't want to forget that. And um, anyway, um, hold on a second, guys, because it's really kind of bothering me that my um, image here is not working for some reason. 
There we go. That's much better. Anyway, um, so then what ended up happening is she found out that other people in this convention shared the same kind of thought as her, and then it just, just really just blew up from there. I mean, and really the way it started was about Nelson Mandela, okay? Now, and that's the reason why it's called the Mandela Effect, because a lot of people thought or remembered that Nelson Mandela died in prison, right? Well, it turns out, and I actually thought this too. I really did. It turns out he didn't. He actually passed away, I think it was back in 2003 or 2008. The point is, he didn't pass away in prison. And that is like mind-blowing to a lot of people, myself included. And we're not just talking about, oh, you're just remembering it wrong, Emmy, or these people are just remembering it wrong and they're going nuts with it like they do with so many other things. No, 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 no. This isn't anything like that. This is a very vivid recollection of something, okay? This is something that people that we are remembering very, 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 very vividly. And then it just changes. It's just like something occurs that like, we're like, what the hell? You know, and it, it happens to a lot, a lot of topics, a lot of things. I mean, uh, with Nelson Mandela, Berenstain Bears, like a Chick-fil-A restaurants. There was not like some people are remembering there being uh, dashes in certain places that there wasn't a dash. Uh, the, uh, just now, just today, I saw on Reddit. You know, Reddit has a whole, a whole uh, topic, a whole, a whole thread about it, where somebody said they they uh, remember cocoa puffs being spelled without the a. You know, and 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 another person saying, "Oh my God, I remember that too." So now, what I'm going to do is later in the show, I'm going to, you know, I always go through the news of the day to give people a chance to call in. I'm actually going to go through the list of recent Mandela effect WTFs and, you know, go from there. Now, if anybody wants to call in or bid, if you're on bid chat, and you want to add your two cents in on what you have witnessed Mandela effect wise, something that you've noticed different that you have always known to be one way or the other, like for, I'll give you another example. Most of you have seen the movie Grease, the musical, the movie musical from the 70s, right? Okay, well, you remember in, the, uh, in that movie, there was a part where, um, you know, John Travolta's character, Danny, sings about Grease lightning. Okay, well, there's a part in there where he goes um, systematic, I don't know, something like that. But the, 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 the important thing is he goes, hydromatic. Well, guess what? He doesn't say that anymore. If you go and look for the video right now, in fact, my wife, this was bothering her for a very long time. She found the CD that he actually says it. Ha, dramatic. But now some of you might be, some of you skeptics might say, wait a second, Emmy. So that, that answers the question. That answers the problem. Everyone's probably remembering that the CD says that, not the movie. Uh-uh. He says that in the movie. Well, guess what? He doesn't anymore. If you go look up on YouTube, obviously open a new window, I always say this, look it up now on YouTube, you will see that John Travolta's character no longer says, ha, dramatic. He doesn't. So it's kind of, kind of freaky, okay? So there you go. That's just one example. So, but anyway, getting back to what I was saying, I'm going to take calls about this. But 
if you have anything that you've noticed yourself or what are your thoughts on what the Mandela effect really is? Do you think that it's uh, just a, you know, a, a, a weird memory? Uh, do you think it's just like people are just not remembering stuff the right way? I mean, what, what do you honestly think it could be? So I'm, I'm taking calls about that, obviously. And there we have it. So um, now, before I go any further, I'm going to be um, – last week, we, um, we spoke about um, a very, very uh, hot topic here, uh, the flat earth. And we actually had a caller call in about it. So, I mean, this is a pretty, uh, pretty, uh, you know, <laughs> um, popular topic here. Okay. Now, let me see. I'm going to uh, hold on a second, guys, because I want to tell these people here that, uh, that I'm, um, okay, there we go. All right. So we had a, a gentleman call in, like I said before, an Army Ranger. He was talking to us about this flat earth um, idea. And some of you may think, what's this now? Now, first thing you're talking about Mandela effect, what's flat earth? Okay. So there is an actually a very large group of people that believe the earth is flat. And recently, a famous celebrity came out saying, and it wasn't an April Fool's Day. So this is not April Fool's Day. It's actually real that he believes the earth really is flat. And that famous celebrity is big shocker Shaquille O'Neal. Now I actually reached out to Shaq and I spoke not with him, but I spoke with his representative and he really does. He confirmed Shaq really does believe this, but he doesn't really want to go on the air talking about this because it's kind of a private thing, even though he said it publicly and he, he doesn't want that to be the center of the conversation. He actually, uh, this part is not surprising. He wants to talk mostly about, you know, sports and his film career. Well, even though I told them I would be very open to discussing his film career, they still said no. But okay, all right. You know, they said I could go ahead and say that, yes, he does really believe in the flat earth theory. So there you go. That's thought maybe you guys would be interested. That's the furthest I got with Shaq. And at least I talked to somebody who knows him. Oh, well, whatever. I didn't expect to speak to him anyway. All right, so that's another thing. If you still would like, if you didn't get a chance to debate me last week and you find that you have the courage tonight that you wish to debate me and try to change my mind about the earth being actually round because it flipping is, I won't disrespect you. I might make fun of the theory. I won't make fun of you, but I might make fun of the theory, and I very much welcome you to make fun of me or my theory, whatever. I'm... I'm I'm cool about that because I'm used to it. As you can see, we have our uh, show writer and editor loves to mess around with me. And don't worry, we didn't fire him. He's okay. Stupid Steve idiot. Been with us for so many years. Sorry about that. I'm not so sure why I'm getting interference. All right. Anyway, again, you can call us. Now, if you're wondering how can you call, well, there's many different ways you can do that. For those of you that are new to the show, you can eat it. Now, if you're listening to us on blogtalkradio.com slash the graveyard shift, you can um, – <laughs> what? Well, call in. Go ahead. Go ahead. Got on and said, oh, you let me down. I was going to call. Well, go ahead and call. Go for it. Um, anyway, um, if you're listening to us on blogtalkradio.com slash the graveyard shift, 
all you have, there should be a little link that says call in or click to call or something like that. You can either call link there, click there, or you can call on your landline or mobile, area code 347-237-5187. There. And, or if you're on bid chat, um, you can, there should be a, a something there to bid, oops, to bid in and call. It's only like, I think it's like a dollar for like three minutes or something. Well, actually I shouldn't say, I'm not sure because it's, Different shows have different um, listings there. But anyway, listen, it goes to a very, very good cause. I have a, a lot of, di- of different charities that I give a portion of the shows. Uh, wait, I would. It, okay. So I would if it wasn't an April Fool's joke. I am on the air. What are you talking about? Hold on. Hold on. Ah. Uh, I think maybe the title of the show is throwing people off. I actually am on the air. The joke, the April Fool's joke is that I was going to be in a Star Wars movie. Obviously. Okay, so anyway, uh, without any further ado, here I go. So, the news of the day, the weird news of the day. Maybe I'll do Wait, hold on. No, I'll do it with this. Hold on. Okay, so this is Search for the Raven by Roman uh, Strianez. Uh, this is actually a song he wrote um, that has been used for my book, Sword of the Spirit. You can find it on Amazon.com. All right, let's see if he decides. Oh, he's so bad. He's so terrible. James, you're, 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 you're just... You're incorrigible. I love you to death, buddy. Okay, news of the day. Here we go. Well, you know, a few episodes ago, I talked about famous celebrity ghosts, right? Well, I won't talk about famous celebrity ghosts, but I will discuss famous celebrity grave sites. And what are they like? Well, obviously, um, you know, one of the more recent uh, famous people that were put uh, to rest was George Michael. It might interest you guys knowing that he was actually buried next to his beloved mother, Leslie Hanayoto, in the family plot in an area reserved for VIPs in Highgate Cemetery in North London. Now, visitors will not be given access to his grave over fears it would be overrun with freezing fans. But there are guided tours of the cemetery, which is also, by the way, the final resting place of Karl Marx and TV trickster Jeremy Beadle, for about 12 pounds. You can also visit many other famous and infamous, fairly departed, above and below ground around the world. One of them, the next one, Elvis Presley. Now, um, same as George Michael, Elvis was actually originally buried next to his mother, Gladys, after his death. Okay? And obviously, he's in Graceland that you can see him. Unfortunately, they had to move him from Forest Timothy Hill Cemetery in Memphis later that month, or actually to Forest Hill Cemetery in Memphis later that month after thieves tried to steal his body. The thieves planned to demand a ransom for the corpse, but their plan was foiled when an informant tipped off police. Turn to sender. No, I'm kidding. I'm sorry. That was very poor taste by God. Mother and son were reburied side by side in the grounds of Elvis's mansion 
Graceland in the area he called the Meditation Garden. Might interest you in knowing Graceland is actually now $12 million, $12 million a year. Actually, this is in euros, so I'm not sure how that translates into But it's a million-dollar tourist attraction, and there's a tour of the mansion that's also you can pay for it. Lenin! Yes, Lenin, the Russian leader, actually died. He died in 1924 when his body was embalmed after his death. It is on public display in a glass coffin in a mausoleum in Moscow's Red Square. It is still there. Okay. At one point during the Soviet era, there was said to be 200 specialists dedicated to keeping the body in good condition. And I would not have wanted that job. The Russian government announced it would spend hundreds of thousands of euros last year on preserving it. Uh, I don't know if you're interested. A mild bleach is said to be used to deal with the occasional fungus stains on its face. Gross. Oh, but hey, it's free to visit. And uh, this is one that I've actually visited. William Shakespeare. Well, apparently, Shakey died in 52, at age 52 in the year 1616. But his death has been a bit of a mystery, as, of course, expected. Some think he died of a fever contracted after what was called a merry meeting, which is uh, kind of like binge drinking, basically. Uh, so I've actually been to his grave. It was in Stratford-upon-Avon in what's called Holy Trinity Church. Um, they actually scanned the grave recently on what would have been the 400th anniversary of his death. Um, now, despite there being an inscription warning anyone who dared disturb the bones within would be cursed, they still did it. And uh, they actually found that his skull is more than likely missing, and uh, apparently might have been stolen it. Well, if you visit his grave, you can. They ask you to make a small donation, which I did, and it was it was nice. I mean, you know, it was very a very serene setting, of course, because it's inside a church. You can't actually go up to the grave. You can get to a point where it's roped off, and you can take a picture. One of these days, I'm gonna find those pictures that I took when I went overseas. It was back in uh, 2001. So there you go. Hold on a second. Okay. Oh, what is this? Why aren't these muted? Should be muted. Hold on a second, guys. Something happened here. Mute. 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 I don't want any of these. Okay. Uh oh. Oh, well, apparently my, um, my tabs are misbehaving. I gotta wait for them to reload here. Give me a second, guys. You know, um, while I'm waiting for this to reload, um, oh, there we go. There we go. Never mind. No, I wasn't actually gonna make up a subject. Okay, so another infamous person, Mao Zedong. China's chairman Mao is actually buried in the mausoleum in Tiananmen Square in Beijing. Uh, despite, by the way, his wishes to be cremated after his death in 76, which was when he died. Um, around 700,000 people from across China volunteered to provide free labor to help build the mausoleum, and it's visited by about 10 million people a year. That's a lot of people. Mao's crystal-covered coffin is said to be taken to an earthquake-proof bunker 
after closing hours and returns before opening in the morning. And it's very it's great to open to go to the mausoleum. Another king of pop, Michael Jackson, like I did that, he was buried at Liberty Field Cemetery, Forest Lawn Memorial Park, not Neverland Ranch like many thought. This is located, by the way, in Hollywood Hills. It's in a crypt in an ornate structure called the Great Mausoleum, which contains replicas of Michelangelo's most famous sculptures. Well, unfortunately, guys, all of you fans out there, you cannot visit his tomb because it's in a private part of Mausoleum. Well, another crooner famous is Frank Sinatra. He passed away in 98. He was 1998. He was alive for a long time. He was buried at Desert Memorial Park in California with some of his favorite things, including, you're going to love this, uh, obviously some of you fans out there probably already know this, a bottle of Jack Daniels, a packet of cigarettes, and American chocolate Tootsie Rolls. <laughs> I love how they said American chocolate. I think that's great. He was famous for his hard drinking lifestyle and was said to smoke three packs of unfiltered camel cigarettes every day. And uh, by the way, Humpback was married with dog biscuits. Now, uh, the reason is because he was a dog lover when he was alive and he wanted to feed the dogs in heaven. And very cool, you can visit his grave for free. Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee. He is, he died in 1973 while he was filming Game of Death. His grave is located at Seattle's Lakeview Cemetery and obviously very popular tourist attraction. Uh, on the 53rd anniversary of his birth, actually, a trio of Mongolian fans traveled 3,700 miles there to pay their respects. And it took them seven months and five pairs of shoes each. And his grave is free to visit. Uh, another famous person, Ramses II, or Ramses the Great, is a pharaoh, was a pharaoh who ruled ancient Egypt for 66 years, outlived many of his reported 100 children. When he died in 1213 BC, he was around 90 years old. He was buried in the tomb in, big surprise, Valley of the Kings in Egypt. Now, his mummy was later moved to Cairo's Egypt Museum, where in 1974, archaeologists noticed that his body was deteriorating. Now, they flew it to Paris after that, where it was treated for a fungal infection and issued with an Egyptian passport, which listed his occupation as King Deceit. Entrance to the museum's royal mummies room cost eh, around four lira, uh, four euros for foreign visitors. Another famous person, Oscar Wilde, the Irish poet, had what was considered a pauper's burial in Bagneux Cemetery in Paris after he died from meningitis in 1900. He only took out a temporary lease on the tomb and reportedly asked for his body to be encased in quicklime so it could decompose quicker. So um, his remains were later removed to a tomb at the Père Lachaise Cemetery in Paris, where female fans have left unusual lipstick tributes. Now, apparently there were so many, the graffiti, quote-unquote, damaged the stonework, and the tomb had to be restored in 2011. The cemetery is free to enter. By the way, another famous celebrity, this is the last one I promise, that has had lipsticks, lipstick on it is very famous silent movie uh, star Rudolph Valentino. Look him up. Really cool guy. You know, I don't know why I'm getting all this uh, interference. I'm not sure where this is coming from, guys. 
Hold on a second. I'm trying to see if I can fix this problem. It's just not stopping here. Maybe if I lower down my gain, that might help. No? No, still not. Hold on. Maybe it's because the uh, the cable is touching something here. There we go. Okay, so since we were talking about, um, you know, ghostesses and famous people, there is a video circulating about this shocking moment where a baby chases this uh, purported ghost of a family friend. Now, this is obviously up to speculation, up to, you know, personal judgment. This uh, mother, um, Miss Jessica Lewis, was filming her nine-month-old Nyla playing when an unknown shape whizzed past that she says the baby spotted and then crawled after and has been waving at unseen things since. The mother believes the shape could have been the spirit of a family friend who had been eager to meet Nyla, but tragically passed away just a few months before she was born. Now, the spooky sighting was made on the anniversary of the friend's death. Very interesting. And Miss Lewis claims that the baby has been interested in the exact spot where the shape vanished ever since. Miss Lewis, who is from Ellesmere, Port in Cheshire, said, quote, I didn't see it straight away. I'm always videoing my daughter, but when I watched the footage a couple of days later, I was like, oh, my God, what is that? And she says the shape even makes a noise. I didn't hear this at the time. I only heard it when I watched the video back. It actually does. And you can actually hear. I'm, I'm going to post the link to our Twitter feed right now, actually. Here we go. I'm going to post it. Here it is. And boom, it's on our Twitter feed. There you go. How about that? Um, you know, when you watch the video, you can actually see the little baby. She kind of looks at it. And, and you really, I mean, it's hard to see, say what it is. Um, it could be anything. It could have been an insect. I mean, I don't know. But, you know, we're this is a show about the paranormal. So who knows? Maybe it was a ghost. And, it, you know, people that have these types of experiences, they only they know what's going on. So maybe it really was the family friend. Obviously, it didn't hurt the baby. It didn't hurt the mother. Uh, you know, you never know. So I, I think it's rather interesting uh, video. And, you know, you can look at it for yourself and um, and make your own observations. So there you go. All right. Now, and by the way, I'm still, uh, if anybody is brave enough to call in, I mean, nobody has yet, but if you want to call in and, and give your own uh, Mandela effect um, thoughts or whatever, I'm taking calls. <laughs> anyway, I'm not even going to touch that with a 10-foot pole. One of our fans arguing, well, not really arguing, but posing their own theory. Okay. So, moving on. Where was I? Where was I? Uh, oh, now we're moving on to the alien thing. And I'll, I'll get to the Mandela effect in a minute. Okay, so this former NASA engineer who claims he was working for NASA told how he once saw a, get this, nine-foot alien standing in a space shuttle during a U.S. space agency mission. No, really, he did. Okay, so it's kind of hard for me to do this. And I, okay, okay, I'm sorry you didn't argue. I, I corrected myself. I corrected myself. So anyway, <laughs> Clark McClellan claims to, have observed, claims to have observed the eight to nine foot tall being in an astronaut's suit in the bay of the shuttle. The story, which has emerged on paranormal websites and YouTube, is true, he said. 
giving a testimony about the supposed sighting in a video for a YouTube channel called Paranormal Crucible. There you go. I just gave you guys a shout-out. Maybe you could give me one. It would be nice. The channel produced mock-up video of the oversized, quote-unquote, alien entity interacting with NASA and astronauts in the bay. McClellan claims he was monitoring the shuttle from the Kennedy Space Center in Cape Canaveral, Florida, at the time of the sighting in 1991. McClellan described while monitoring an unspecified mission from the Space Center's Launch Control Center on a 27-inch video screen, he saw the alien standing upright on two legs in the space shuttle payload bay, interacting with the two tethered astronauts. He said he watched it for a minute and seven seconds. He said, by the way, on another occasion, he also saw a UFO at the rear of the shuttle. McClellan has detailed the experiences on his website, www.stargate-chronicles.com, where he also claims to have been involved in 800-plus NASA operations, including the Apollo missions, the launching of the International Space Station, and the Space Shuttle Program. The website includes a picture labeled as him with Judy Resnick, the second female astronaut who died in the 86 Challenger Space Shuttle disaster alongside six others. Some uh, UFO uh, experts describe the story as being some of the most conclusive evidence for allegations that aliens exist and have visited Earth, but that there is a global government cover-up to keep the truth from us. In one video, McClellan has been quoted as saying, I know an ET and alien crafts when I see them. Aliens are here on Earth. They walk among us. They may have been implanted into our various Earth governments. McClellan supporters say the U.S. Space Agency has never refuted his story. But a skeptic posted on a forum on the AboveTopSecret.com site, which looks at alternative topics and conspiracy theories, is questioning the validity of his claims. The skeptic asks, why is it you, if you Google his name, it only comes up on UFO websites or postings in forums where the topic of the post was UFOs? There are no mentions of him on NASA's website. Now, this is true. I actually did look him up. He is not listed as a NASA employee. Although, I will retract on that. Normally, NASA won't list every single employee on their website. Astronauts, maybe. And that's even that's a maybe. Engineers and the guys behind the scenes, rarely, if ever, will you see them listed on NASA's site. I think the only way we will know for sure if this man worked for NASA, and even then I'm not so sure, is somebody actually would have to be working there and confirm or deny that the man worked there. So there you go. Now, so if any of you know uh, whether Carl... Uh, McClellan worked for them or not, let us know. Speaking of the U.S. government, (laughs) many of you out there, many of you uh, weird fans out fans of the weird out there, are very aware of what was coined as the psychic arms race, okay? Well, there is a book out that has actually gotten huge reviews called Phenomena. It's been written by Annie Jacobson, and it's about the secret history of the U.S. government's investigations into extrasensory perception and psychokinesis. In fact, some of you are already asking me to put it, but hold on one second. I will do just that. Here we go. By the way, if you're hearing singing in the background, uh, that's actually my wife watching old movies. And, you know, it's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. There we go. There's some singing for you. So in her book, um, Jacobson collected basically um, a huge body of reliable experimental evidence pointing 
to the inescapable conclusion that extrasensory perception does exist as a phenomenon. Quoting her, uh, she says, it's an astonishing conclusion to draw. It's created an enormous battleground for decades between the CIA and the Defense Department as they inquire into this area that has so long been associated with the supernatural, with magic. And here we are, advanced science, looking at it. But Jacobson said there has always been a battle within the intelligence community about whether the claim was legitimate. Quote, you have skeptics on one hand who say this does not pass scientific method muster. The experiments are not repeatable. It's pseudoscience. You have others in the work who insist based on that quote and some extraordinary stories locating hostages, locating lost weapons, downed aircraft. So you have this debate, the science versus the supernatural that has been going on for decades, and it's infinitely interesting. It really is. Intelligence officials would refer to ESP using other terms, including, quote, remote viewing to destigmatize the idea, she said. They also changed the names of programs like Project Sunstreak to keep the Russians and Chinese from finding out about what they were working on. Right, because they can't just go on the Internet and look for it themselves. Come on, guys. Quote, that's where real great problems arose, she said. The CIA's position was, this is individualistic. This is a biological phenomenon. It's physiological, and they sought to investigate. Think of the analogy of, like, I can't sing in the shower. Think what Mozart does. That's how the CIA saw physics. All this leads to the question, where are we now with these intelligence programs? Quoting from her, we're back in the same place we were in the 70s, except for we have advanced technology brought into the mix now. So you have Defense Department working on programs for bringing in computer technologists, neurobiologists, etc. So this is really interesting. I'm going to see if I can get her on the air. Um, you know, and a lot of, I know I say that a lot. With you guys, I hope you guys understand it's not exactly easy to get an author on the air because, quite frankly, a lot of them are extremely busy and they don't really have the time. But when I do, I get them on. Anyway, the book is called Phenomena, P-H-E-N-O-M-E-N-A, not O-N on the end. And it's written by Annie Jacobson. That's A-N-N-I-E-J-C-O-B, as in boy, S-E-N. I'm assuming it's available on Amazon and most bookstores, so be interested on, in knowing that. So I'm going to take a quick break. When I get back, I'll be taking some phone calls from you guys um, in relation to the Mandela effect or really any story I've been discussing. I've, if you have a paranormal topic you want to discuss or you have your own ideas or your own thoughts and views about what I've just been talking about, feel free. If you're listening to us on Blog Talk Radio, there should be a link that you can click on to interact. And if you're watching us on Bid Chat, hi, Bid Chatters. There should be a little, uh, you know, bid to interact with us. I know that there is a delay on our bid chat server. I still have not been able to understand nor figure out why this delay happens. I'm hoping to obtain uh, the Wirecast program soon, and I am hoping that will fix the problem. If it doesn't, I'm up. my hands are up in the air. I have no idea. Anyway, I'll be back, guys. I'm going to go on a quick break. This is Emmy from the Graveyard Shift Talk Show, and uh, as you know, I, I'm, I'm punching in, guys. I'm still Put your warm feet on hold, Graveyard Shift fan. Our illustrious host, Emmy. Why the hell does he always say that word, illustrious? We'll be right back after this break with more shifty, yeah, like shitty awesomeness. I can't believe this guy. Who the hell does he think he is? Um, oh, okay, um... Yeah, we'll uh we'll we'll be right back.
Friday, Develle McLean was preparing a meal at her friend's house when her salad dressing fought back. And her pop, 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 and I looked up and it was possessed. It was going crazy. It was shooting up in the air to the side. You heard that right. Develle says her Dorothy Wench salad dressing bottle exploded. It sounded like a firecracker going off in, in the house. How loud was it? <laughs> Real loud. After the big pop, she snapped these photos for proof, knowing that no one would believe her. Well, it's hard to explain. I was attacked by a bottle of salad dressing. I think he probably thought I was in the whiskey or something. It wasn't until later when Devell found out her dressing had been recalled. In a statement, Dorothy Lynch says a bacteria in their product is bubbling, causing the dressing to foam or even spew out. Go get a refund and just take it back. Don't even wait to see if it ticks. And if you do, open it outside. Give your kids something to play with. With damage to the carpet, the walls, a computer, and even her dress, she estimates $2,500 in total destruction from just a $3 bottle of dressing. From the depths of my toes to the top of my head, I will never eat Dorothy Lynch again. That stuff is crazy. Broadcasting live from a war-torn battlefield, from atop a 200-foot-tall, last-of-its-kind woolly mammoth, driving a bunch of drunk zombies on their way to an all-you-can-eat super-flesh buffet. Teaching a cat how to speak fluent Klingon. You're listening to the Graveyard Shift online radio talk show. And now, just finished from sucker-punching your country's ruthless dictator, because he's just that damn cool. Here's your illustrious host. Talk show guys, I'm your host Demi. Uh, for those of you that may probably, I'm sure I hope you know any anime fans out there, that was 
the uh, one of the opening theme songs for JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. If you haven't seen it yet, highly recommend watching it. Great anime series, one of the best. Uh, in fact, I just found out that um, uh, I know this isn't the same anime series, but uh, Attack on Titan fans, season two is now on Crunchyroll, so which is you know the streaming anime network. And uh, oh my gosh, I am so binge I am so binge watching that one. I'm still watching Dragon Ball Super. Great show, great series. I'm really liking the twist that they're bringing. Eh, some of them are pretty predictable, but it's still enjoyable to watch. Um, what else have I been watching? I've been watching Archer. I understand season seven is now on Netflix. Yay! I'm I'm actually watching it from the beginning again because, hello, that's how you get ants, right? It's classic me, right? Anyway, I'm sorry, I couldn't help it. So that's on Netflix if you haven't seen that yet or if you're waiting for it, whatever. And speaking of things that are new and happening now, WrestleMania, I know we have a lot of wrestling fans in the audience. And as you know, WrestleMania 33 is tomorrow, and there's going to be some pretty epic matches. I'm hoping that they won't disappoint. And, of course, the really big match is going to be Goldberg, Goldberg, Goldberg versus the Beast Incarnate Brock Lesnar. So, of course, as you know, those of you that have been, you know, following the, the wrestling shows, Goldberg beat Kevin Owens at Fastlane for the Universal Championship. And now Goldberg is going to be fighting against Brock Lesnar in WrestleMania for the same title. Yes, Attack on Titan Season 2. Yes, it's actually on there. Um, I know, I'm, I'm freaking out myself. I, I just, I haven't watched it yet. But I heard that it's uh, that it's on. So there you have it. Getting back to WrestleMania, uh, WWE—that's the Universal Championship. The WWE Championship is going to be between Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton. I'm actually looking forward to this. Although I will say, tad bit disappointed. I was hoping it would be Bray Wyatt versus Luke uh, Harper. Oh boy, I'm saying that wrong. Um, Oh, his brother, the the the, the brother. I think it's Luke Harper, and you know I was hoping he would win. You know what I mean? So it's a shame that they, because that would have been cool to see him kind of get the championship. You know, he really he deserves it. You know, you always hear the fans saying you deserve it. Bray Wyatt definitely. I mean, with all the stuff that he's been going through, yeah, he he definitely deserves it. So, um. Anyway, so they're going to go fighting uh, for the WWE Championship. Uh-oh, my, my, uh, my windows. I don't know what happened. Oh, I know. I've been, we just have a fan that's kind of chatting with us in real time and uh, <laughs> about t- Attack on Titan. Yeah, I've been waiting for a while myself. Uh, I know a lot of fans have, so it's kind of nice that they're finally releasing it. In fact, I think they just released the newest season of Blue Exorcist. Um, on, on Crunchyroll not that long ago, so I'm really looking forward to that. Raw Women's Championship, Bailey versus Charlotte Flair versus Sha- Sasha Banks versus Nia Jack. Oh, and I didn't even tell you who I think will win these. Getting back, who would I think will win, Goldberg and Brock Lesnar? I'm thinking Brock is going to do an upset, um, and then that's it. Brock, Goldberg's done. I, I really don't think – he keeps hinting that he's getting tired and that he doesn't. he's not the same guy he was before. I, I don't see him – you know, going beyond this. I really don't. I mean, if he does, great, good for him, but eh, I don't see it happening. Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton. I actually see Randy, um, actually, actually, no, I take it back. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, I did try not to laugh. You're right about that. Um, I think what's going to happen with Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton is I think it's going to be that Bray Wyatt looks like he's going to win, and then maybe Luke Harper comes in out of nowhere, and maybe he gets involved somehow and Randy wins. I don't know. Raw Women's Championship, again, Bailey against Charlotte and Sasha and Nia Jax. I think this is going to turn out to be Sasha's heel turn. I think Sasha's going to turn heel, and then they're all going to gang up on Bailey. Bailey might end up winning in the end, but then it's going to be a Sasha and Bailey feud. So that'll be interesting because we've already seen Charlotte feud. It's like that's like a a, a predictable thing now. Charlotte has a feud with everybody, so I, it would be nice to see, uh, you know, somebody that is already known to be a good person, you know, surprisingly bad. You know, I, it would be interesting to see that. Next fight. Undertaker versus Roman Reigns. Okay. Can they please just get rid of Roman Reigns already? I'm sorry, but he is not working out. I think what they need to do is let him have a break for a little while, and then he comes back, and he needs to revamp his image. Either turn heel or something needs to happen. This whole Superman thing that they've got going, it's not working. Of course Undertaker's going to win. It's the Undertaker. It was... Not expected that Brock Lesnar was the one in the 21, you know, the, the, the 20 and one against Taker. It was not expected, but sort of kind of, oh, my God, it's, it's okay kind of thing. It will not be okay if Reigns wins against an Undertaker. I'm telling you that right now. There, there will be riding. So I see Undertaker winning. Seth Rollins versus Triple H. I cannot wait to see this. You know what I think might happen? I think that it's going to be an awesome fight. And then I think Mick Foley is going to come in for a surprise, and it's going to be Mick Foley versus Triple H. It's, oh, man, I can't wait. I, that's what I think is going to happen. And then, obviously, Mick Foley is going to win and whatever. Because it's an unsanctioned match, so really anything can happen. United States Championship, Chris Jericho versus Kevin Owens. This one I'm really looking forward to as well, but I see Kevin Owens winning this one because Chris Jericho has a tour coming up with his band Fozzie. Yes, for those of you that don't know, Chris Jericho has a band. Who do you think sings The Walls of Jericho? That's him. And the band's name is Goat. Or excuse me. The band's name is Fozzie. My bad. And he acts like Fozzie Bear. And um, he has a tour coming up. So he, I don't see him winning because how is he going to, you know, some of the tour dates conflict with some upcoming uh, Raw dates. I don't see it happening. So, oh, somebody, hold on a second. Fozzie. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay, Intercontinental Championship, Dean Ambrose versus Baron Corbin. Um, you know what? Corbin is doing pretty well lately. I kind of see him winning this one. I see it winning. Uh, and, then, and then I see I see Baron Corbin winning, and then I see Ambrose rematching on, on, um, on the next show, and maybe he wins it back. That one I'm not – you know, that one's okay. I'm, I'm looking forward to it, but it's not like, oh, my God, I can't wait, you know. Next fight, AJ Styles versus Shane McMahon. Really looking forward to this one. Let me tell you something, guys. AJ Styles is a kick-ass wrestler. I mean, he is really. I know many of you don't like him, but I, I actually personally like him. I, I'm thinking Shane McMahon's going to win this one. Although, I will say this is not Shane's typical match. You know, he usually does no disqualification or chairs, tables, letters, chairs. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see how Shane McMahon handles a standard match, uh, uh, one fall or one fall. Yeah. 
Okay, John Cena and Nikki Bella versus The Miz and Maurice. Really, this one's going to be interesting, although, of course, John Cena's going to win, and then we're not going to see him for a while because he has to go do movies. Raw Tag Team Championship. Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson versus Enzo Amore, Big Cass versus Cesaro and Sheamus. Okay, you're going to hear it from me first. I think Enzo is going to turn heel. And, in fact, I think he's going to turn heel against Big Cass, and then Big Cass is going to join Cesaro and Sheamus. And I think for this one, who's going to win is going to be Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. You heard it here first. Let's see if I'm right. SmackDown Women's Championship. Alexa Bliss versus the entire SmackDown roster. I think this one's a given, guys. I think Nikki Bella is going to – or not Nikki Bella, sorry. Naomi is going to win this one. She just came back. Everyone's looking forward to, you know, they're all feel the glow. I, I just see it happening. I think Naomi's going to win somehow. She's going to pull a win out of thin air. Cruiserweight Championship, Neville versus Austin Aries. Austin just kind of came into his, uh, his fame here. Well, I mean, he's always been famous, but what I'm saying is he's, he's kind of just come back from being an announcer. So I don't see him winning this one. I think what's going to end up happening is it's going to, the, the feud is going to keep, keep going. You know, I think it's just going to, something's going to happen. Maybe uh, one of the cruiserweights are going to come and interrupt the match or something, but I don't see Austin Aries winning this. It would be too soon. Neville is on fire, guys. He is kicking ass in Cruiserweight. Okay. SmackDown Tag Team Championship. Usos versus American Alpha. I tell you what, man. The Usos are flipping awesome. If you guys have not seen them fight, they are really good. They are extremely talented. I think they're going to beat the Alphas. I do. Sammy, Samoa Joe versus Sammy Jane. Sammy Zane, not Jane. <laughs> I, do I even? I mean, come on. Samoa Joe. Do I even need to say anything? So those of you who are interested, WrestleMania 33 will be in Orlando for the second time this year. Uh, It was actually previously in Orlando in 2008. The week will include the big show itself, along with a Raw the following night, special NXT event, Hall of Fame ceremony, which actually should have already happened, and fan access events. Um, Raw will be, of course, Monday, April 3rd, with a lot of very sore athletes. WrestleMania will be tomorrow night, 5.30 p.m. at Camping World Stadium. NXT TakeOver, Saturday, well, actually tonight, it's already happening, at the Amway Center, and the, well, the Hall of Fame already happened, so there you go. So, uh, hopefully, if any of you guys did go to WrestleMania, or are going, whatever, uh, let us know, drop us a line on our Twitter feed, and Emmy Shift Show, let us know what you saw, and all that cool stuff, and there you have it. Now, for the remainder of the show... Mandela effects. What are they? Well, let me go through the list here. Let me see. Oh, don't you hate when your mouse turns into something different with the mouse icon? I thought I fixed this damn thing. Ah! Okay, I'm going to reload this and see what happens. And by the way, I'm still taking phone calls. I know some of you guys out there are not, don't have the courage to call me, but whatever. Okay, let me see. Uh, this person, I'm, I'm reading this, by the way, off of the Reddit thread for the Mandela effect. And there's only a few minutes left, so I'm just kind of scrolling through this. Okay, so this person says, I discovered an, an, an Emmy, a Mandela effect. I'm convinced I now live in a different reality to my, to my childhood. Taz, the Tasmanian devil. Oh, by the way, this is from Stalker UKCJ. Interesting name. In the Tasmanian devil, um, the Tasmania cartoon show, the intro has someone singing Taz and Tasmania, Taz and Tasmania multiple times. I've got friends who remember this too. 
I came across someone in an older thread talking about it and discovered it's now come to Tasmania. Now, I wouldn't get that wrong. It's remarkably different. Last uh, time I watched anything Taz-related was maybe 99 to 2000. I can't remember that. I, I don't know. That might be just he remembers it wrong. I don't know if that's really a Mandela effect, but I might. Yeah, I don't know. This other person says to do... Okay. Oh, this is the one I was mentioning earlier. Does anyone, and this is from Adela G. Does anyone else remember the breakfast cereal being spelled Cocoa Puffs without the A? I seem to remember it that way, but it's always been Cocoa Puffs without, with the A. Thoughts? And then different people kind of went and gave their own opinion on that. Okay, this person, uh, this is the last one, guys. Suna Omar's. This person posted in different forums about camel cigarettes. They remember that there was a camel on the, on the cigarette case, some pyramids, and a little man dressed in blue knee pants, blue jacket, white shirt, and knee socks, and had a black hat and shoes on. According to this uh, poster, I thought this was, he said, this, I thought this was an odd outfit for the desert and wondered if his shoes were constantly filled with sand. Around maybe 10 years ago, I read about a research. I cannot for the life of me remember where, though. A group of people were asked to describe the camel pack. More than half of the people talked about the man in blue. They all described them exactly as I did. Thing is, there never was a man on the pack, only the camel in the pyramid. I've searched the internet looking for that research and something about the little blue man, but I can't find anything, and they're asking for people if they remember. And uh, Smokey Joe is what um, our fan James here has this thing. Smokey. So Smokey, James, I don't know if you're going to get this in time before the show ends, but you're saying that gentleman, so you remember this gentleman's name is Smokey Joe. Can you, can you chat back when you can? When you can, if you can chat back, I would really appreciate it. So apparently somebody does remember uh, this, uh, this you know, character. I remember the camel. I remember the camel. They had like, a, oh, wait a minute, he responded. Yes, he does remember. So it's not just this young season. This is what I'm talking about, the Mandela effect, guys. This is not just one person. This is like a group, like a massive remember, you know, misremembering or whatever you want to call it. This is interesting. So this is what someone calls nine. Guys, I'm sorry, but I got to go. That was my warning bell. Thank you so much for listening to the Graveyard Shift. I'll be back next Saturday at 830, and we'll be discussing the WrestleMania outcome and all kinds of other stuff. Thank you to all of you that did participate. Thanks to James, who was chatting with us. That's another way you can participate too, guys. But all right, that's enough for me. This is Emmy from the Graveyard Shift, and I'm punching out. Peace, guys. See you next week. You feel that universe? That satisfied feeling only comes from having finished a super epic, awesome episode of the Graveyard Shift online radio talk show. Hosted by your illustrious host, Emmy. Make sure to follow on blogtalkradio.com slash the Graveyard Shift and our Twitter feed. Hashtag Emmy Shift Show. To stay in the loop for future episodes. Until next time, Shifties, we're punching out.